welcome to the Bartender Rant Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Haley, and I have a very special episode for you this week. We are at the McHooch Mansion in Pittsburgh, Kansas. That's Pittsburgh without a G. Also known as <laughs> also known as the Thunder Dungeon. Did I say without a G? Yeah. It's without an H, people. I was never a strong speller. I'm always uh, joined with by my fantastic co-host. Uh, he's been a little bit of an asshole today. Uh, you can tell by him correcting my uh, my spelling right off the bat. Michael Windsor. How you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling gonna, good, the Mike. The people need to know. You can't have you disrespecting my talent. I understand. That. That's fair. That's fair. You know, we, we pride ourselves on making zero mistakes on this podcast. Exactly. I don't think we've made one yet. So um, today's show is going to be no different. I'm really excited. We are joined not only... Um, by one of your fantastic friends and on location here in Pittsburgh, Kansas. But we also have another whiskey cocktail, mm-hmm. which always makes me happy. So I'm really excited, guys. We're going to be interviewing Meg McCoy today. She is an incredible musician, service industry veteran. So she's going to tell us a little bit about her bartending experience. And she's going to be making for us a horse feathers cocktail, which is a local kind of Kansas uh, whiskey and ginger beer type of mashup here. But Mike, as we do every week, what's new? What's going on, brother? Well, first of all, I have to say that Meg is also an incredible artist. Okay. Uh, Very talented in many different spectrums there. But, well, we're in Kansas. We made, Steve and I drove 19 hours because, you know. We're not in Baltimore anymore. Not in Baltimore any longer. (laughs) (laughs) It was a hell of a drive. We, uh. It's it's been an Arctic blast. That's correct. We drove back to Kansas and it's been record lows. Steve let the water freeze on the cabin. We set him up in one of the I don't days. that's I'm not sure that's exactly how it happened. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, feign ignorance you on gotta, that one. You gotta run the fault. It was my fault. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. It was my fault. It's the coldest temperatures in a hundred years, your dad told me. Uh-huh. Minus twenty two it hit the other day. Um, probably why you can feel a little bit of a shiver in my voice. It's either that or because I haven't had a drink yet today and I'm a little hungover. <laughs> um, but we're gonna get right into it. Happy to be here in Kansas. Um Let's let's just fucking barrel right ahead. No reason to waste any time. All right, guys. I want to introduce you to Meg McCoy, our wonderful bartender who's going to be joining us tonight. Meg, how are you? I'm doing great. Fantastic. Happy to have you. Thank you for doing this. I know, um, as you know, you and I both being longtime friends of Mike Windsor, mm. you know, it wears on you over the years. <laughs> and and to be honest with you, when I heard that you were willing to do this, I was a little bit surprised. I figured that you know. Um, you don't want to have to do this guy any extra favors. I consulted a lot of people <laughs> on whether I should do this or not, whether it would be healthy for me, you know. I'm just, I'm trying to reduce my Windsor exposure. It's it's a talking point with my therapist <laughs> almost weekly, so. I um, wasn't going to say therapist, but yeah, I've been talking to my therapist about this. And you know what? It's time to face, it's time to face my, my shit. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm like, I'm really pleased to be here with both you guys. I'm glad you're back, Michael. It's been a long time since I've seen you, so. That's good to be Mike, back. Good to have you back home. Thank Mike, you. I want to tell you, this little narrative that she just laid down, you know, facing your demons mm-hmm. and your problems and maybe being a little more self-aware, it's just something to take to heart. Uh, you know, we'll talk about it later. We don't need to get into it right don't now. Don't worry, I'm very open, I'll tell you. <laughs> All right, well, Meg, let's jump right into it. Uh, I want to hear what we're making today. Tell us about this little cocktail. Today, it's called a horse feather, so everyone's probably familiar with the Moscow Mule. It's um, Kansas's version of it. So I I think that this originated in Kansas City. Some people say Lawrence, Kansas, which I love to party in both of those towns. Mm And I love this drink. Also, it's very, very, very easy to make. <laughs> We're going to say Kansas City because this is a West Virginia podcast and we don't screw around with KU. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Lawrence. If there's Lawrence listeners out there, 
I, you know, I, I, the rivalry is fierce. I hope you know I respect you, but I can't, I can't be given any credit to Lawrence, Kansas today. Respect to that. You know, you are in my home, but it's fine. I will, Meg, I will, <laughs> that, is the la- that, that is the last fighting we will do on can this Can you describe problem. to the audience what's happening now? Meg has what can only be described as a very large and rainbow-colored, like, Ginsu knife uh, yeah. that keeps getting closer and closer to my neck almost by the second as I'm talking bad things about KU, so... Thank you for describing. I'm putting it down now. Did I mention Fog Arena? Beautiful, beautiful facilities. Yeah, really nice drink. Absolutely. So anyway, this drink is it's it has four ingredients in it. It's really simple. You can use whatever kind of whiskey you want. Okay. What are we using tonight? We're doing Jameson, uh, right? Usually, you know what? I really think a rye whiskey goes best with this kind of stuff. But you know, it's been a long day at work, so I'm drinking my favorite whiskey, Jameson. Okay. Irish whiskey. It's really simple. Yeah, we just make it. Yeah, we're just gonna have you make it. What are some of the other parts first? Because I know this is maybe a little bit of a local kind of style cocktail. Ingredient list. Any kind of whiskey you'd like. Um, you're gonna also need ginger beer. Okay. You're gonna uh, you're gonna need a lot of ginger beer for that. (laughs) Um, and also this is optional. I like to use a little sweet and lime juice, just a tiny bit, and also you're gonna need limes. Uh, also grab you some aromatic bitters. Normal, For, normal bitters will work, but with the ensemble here, I went with the aromatic. For all of you listeners out there, it's probably just good to have a staple of aromatic bitters in the yeah. house. They go in so many different drinks. You Same thing with it. the sweetened lime juice and the ginger beer. You know, if you keep those on stock, they're pretty cheap. That's the yeah, that's the thing. Like I didn't have to go shopping today because I always keep this shit. Boom. You, know, you and this is always a really good option. Well, and it's important that I, I'm glad you told us the ingredients because, of course, Steve. Here at the Bartender Ramp Podcast. We have a motto. motto? What's our motto? What is it? Don't just listen along. Drink along. That's right. Drink Oh, I better make these drinks. (laughs) So for all of you listeners out there that are putting this together, makes putting about, I'd say... You guys can probably do an ounce and a half of the whiskey. We're gonna yeah. probably crank that up a little bit because I mean, you know yeah. when in Kansas, right? <laughs> um, so so we're doing about two ounces of whiskey here, um, and it looks like uh, so this, we're, we're gonna kind of just top that off with some ginger beer. This is a pour only drink. Ah, I see. You don't shake it, so this is, these are gonna be pretty strong. These are small glasses, but you Beautiful. know what? I feel like you guys get the deal. I love the name too. It's very whimsical. Horse feather. A horse feather. I wish I knew the story behind that well when i heard it i i thought it was um maybe akin to a man of war which is like a um pretty much like a manhattan with gm uh i've never had that before yeah and there's there's another one um uh called a war horse which is kind of a variant of that and so i thought maybe it had something to do to do with that and then i heard whiskey but what's in those i don't um so man of war is it's bourbon it's sweet vermouth it's gm bitters and i'm missing one part might be blood orange but it's you know not quite important uh i feel like my bark my my brain is not working today (laughs) and uh now my uh now my uh bartending knowledge is being put on test here well i'm gonna catch you up with what i've been doing here and so i poured in like you should probably do an ounce and a half of whiskey. But then I filled up the glass all the way up the rest of the way with ginger beer. Leave yourself maybe like a half inch. And okay. then um, just like dash. I, I would just dash with some lime juice if you decide to use it just a tiny bit. And then um, actually go ahead and squeeze some lime in there too. Beautiful. Yeah. I fucking... We're big about the fresh ingredients. Um, yeah. Ch- changes the experience thoroughly. These are definitely probably not in season but i got them at walmart <laughs> a whole bag of them so. you know there's nothing that will keep the cold away and scurvy like a little fresh <laughs> citrus to keep to keep you going through the winter 
For all of you Texas listeners out there, let me just say that our hearts go out to you. I hope that your homes are warm or your bundles of blankets are warm or your whiskey is keeping you warm. One one of those, because I know it's been a tough couple weeks, so... By the time this airs, it will be warm in Texas. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) By the time this gets to people in Texas, it'll be three years from now. (laughs) So once this airs, how do I find it? Like, how do I listen to this? We're going to have it up on all different platforms. If you check out the plug at the end of the pod, it gives you every uh, every area where you can listen to it. But here's what we're... It's kind of like a du jour, right? You can get it anyway. Well, du jour is of the day. So it's not like a du jour at all. <laughs> um, it, it's, more, it's more of a buffet style. Get it any way you can. Um, we'll have it on all different social media platforms, Patreon, hopefully on Spotify as well. Try to make it as easy for you guys uh, to find as possible. So Meg is actually adding a, a, some lime twists here too. Um, this is very. This is, might be the fanciest drink we've had my, since the uh, blue cheese stuffed olive with the, uh, martinis with the plastic fork garnish. Holding <laughs> olives on there, yeah. Really oh, I plastic. can get one if that's what you're accustomed to. <laughs> no, I like to cut the uh, the rind off of stuff just because. I mean, I I don't know. I love old fashions, and so I try to make everything like an old fashioned. So. I think a fresh twist is nice. It gives you that kind of zest of the fruit, but not yeah, always the, look, the full nice. the full tart. So, all right, so let's dig in here. Do you mind if I just pass one out here to Mike? Yeah, it's gonna be. Usually, I kind of stick a straw in it and just go jam it right down the middle. That's all right. We'll jump in. in there, we'll jump in head first here. It's gonna be aromatic. Here you go, Hooch. Cheers, or Mike. Yeah, we should say we're also Cheers. joined by a long-term friend of mine and Meg's boyfriend Hooch as well. So he's listening. You're the you're the first audience member. It's live good to be here. <laughs> if you're not in your car pumping your fist to this wonderful man Hooch, you know the the king of McHooch Mansion, then you're doing something wrong. You yep. know, yeah. It's it's mm. it's very special to have an audience. This is our first time actually having somebody mm-hmm. else in here. So, um. All right. Well, thank you for these cocktails. They are delicious. delicious. Yeah, I saw you pour a lot of whiskey. That is delicious. I, it's so nice. I what right? There's a. Um, I actually poured very little ginger beer in there. Put very little lime juice. But like that zest. If you get that zest on there, and it's so yeah. smooth. It's so smooth. It's so smooth. It's easy too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is a scary drink, though. I feel like the next thing you know, the whole bottle of whiskey is going to be gone. Yeah. Exactly. Well, let, let's talk about the last time Michael and I had a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> no. I could know we're not going to. Why? Why? Come on! That's exactly what we're here for. I don't. I don't remember that night. Unfortunately, I bought, I bought actually I bought a handle of Jameson at what we're drinking a here tonight. Big friggin' And handle. I, I showed up. I was like, guys, watch. Well, I, I went to the liquor store. I'm just getting my. So I have it for a few weeks or whatever. When I, I woke up the next day, that bottle was empty. <laughs> and my head hurt. <laughs> yeah. It was a fun night out at the hill, though. It really was. It was I mean, from what I remember, I definitely it was a lot of fun. Now, do, do you ever have one of those scenarios where you wake up the next day and you find the bottle and it's completely empty and you actually wonder yeah. yourself for just a few seconds, is that the same bottle? Or was there a, <laughs> is, is there a full bottle somewhere else in this house that we should try to hunt we, down? It was that feeling you know like i should be alarmed when i wake up someplace i don't recognize it that much i should be alarmed no not that that's not what alarmed me what alarmed me was i went to grab my whiskey and take it home it's empty i knew it was mine i knew it was mine but there's nothing worse than that feeling i mean it's it like that bad. it's like the bottom drops out on you it was bad but it was fun well was fun. so one of our first questions to kind of get us kicked off here we we want to learn a little bit more about your service and your industry experience and you know okay in this modern age, all of us young people trying to get along, you know, we all have our LinkedIn's, we're putting ourselves out there. This is your drink din, all right? So I want to hear kind of how you got into the service industry, 
you know, what, okay. you know, kind of maybe the extent of your experience was it bartending, serving, and maybe some of the places you worked. So. Sure. Actually, I'm kind of like on the fringe of the service industry because okay. I've always made money off of it, but I haven't been a server. So um, I started playing music when I was like 19, 17, 18, and the only place to play it is bars and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I basically, like, all through college and stuff, that's where I made my money. I put a yeah. little band together, and I was like, fuck, people throw money at you, and it's not that hard. I love doing it, and I meet a bunch of great people. Was that mainly Dead Eye? <clears throat> that was Dead Eye. Before that, it was a funk band when I was in high school. Uh, we played at JB's the night it closed. Little, little Pittsburgh history for all you locals tuning in. <laughs> um, so, and after I've played in all sorts of different kinds of bands, metal bands, bluegrass, all this, because, you know, you get free drinks. I drank for free for like <laughs> five Not <bad> years. <laughs> I never, never paid for any. I tried to pay all the time, but he wouldn't let me. <laughs> and I just, I learned that, like, I could, this is what I like doing, and uh, the friends you make along the way. Yeah. So anyway, I wasn't literally a server for a long time. But um, once I stopped playing music and stuff, like the girls moved away and I was getting a little bit older, like doing an office job at night. I started bartending at the bar I used to play music at every okay. week. What was that bar? Uh, TJ Leland's. Oh, we you just there the other day. Yeah, you, you, that, was my, uh, that was my spot. Mm-hmm. That's a nice little joint. Yeah. I like it there. We had a nice time there, didn't we? It's so, a good kickback bar, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, You're never going to have more than like 100 people in that joint if it's packed to the gills. Yeah. And it's, it's good. It yeah. was good. I have a lot of good experiences about that. But like other than that bar, I've probably played it. I've played it dozens of bars. So so, so half Pied Piper and then and then a little bit of bartender experience as well. Mm-hmm. I love that. I mean, at, I can say as a, I, I'm sure Mike's going to tell you the same thing because Mike is the big music junkie between the two of us. But um, 15 years in the service industry nobody that you love more than the musicians that come in it's your DJs they get people going they get Symbiotic. people drinking mm-hmm. you know what I mean We're it like, is a match wow. made in heaven and I'm yeah. just saying that because you, know, you know Baltimore has a great music scene but honestly Pittsburgh Kansas for you know a small college town has had a great music fantastic. scene fantastic you know Dead Eye your band freaking awesome so you have to understand for those who are in Pittsburgh Kansas we do have a college in town and you know but that's not why it, the music scene is so good for some reason just yeah. that amazing musicians Mm -hmm. and so the bar tj leland's is the main music venue in town and it has really been so this is they're they're the best part because they always have you know well you know pre-covid they always had live music they'd have comedians come in you guys did open mic nights yep i I hosted the open mic nights mm -hmm. too yeah, but man, so many, you know, Dead Eye, Sexonic Plates, Trauma Parlor, The Benz, just so many awesome bands that it was awesome to get to come and see them. I have to think part of it is geographic for you guys. You know, I know... Um, We're in between a lot of places. Yeah, and, and uh, just, just thinking off the top of my head here, like a lot of the cities north of you have these incredible, like, blues and jazz influences from oh, yeah. generations ago, like Kansas City and St. Louis. Definitely. But then you also, you're smack dab... Right next to Texas, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Missouri. So I think there's a lot of different maybe cultural influences we're, happening there as well. We're really the heart of a lot of folk music yeah. too. Winfield Bluegrass Festival goes yeah. on in mm-hmm. western Kansas. I mean, we're just we intersect a lot of different musical styles. The more I've been the more I've been hanging out with Mike over the years, the more I've gotten a lot of that kind of uh, influence from this kind of, this part of the country. What's the what's the one the uh, tandem ladies group that we were listening to the whole way out here. Oh, a bird cloud. I'll tell you what, I'm having a damn fun there. time bird listening cloud. to Blurred Cat. If nobody, Nashville. if anybody wants some uh, some nasty little strings, uh, tune you up some Burn Cloud because they <laughs> they they're doing something right. So nice. 
Well, that's cool. I, I like that. It's a little bit different experience. You know, some of the people we've interviewed, you know, we had my we had my little brother on, and he's somebody that came up very classic way, washing dishes, bussing tables, serving, bartending, right? And, and my family, my sister's server for ten years. I, right. I left that out. It's in the family. So, and we all it, we all come into it different ways. For me, I started as a cook. I didn't do anything but cook for the first five years, and then I realized, hey, front of the house is more fun. They're making more money. That's that's how I always looked at it. For so sure, I think sure. it's cool that you kind of got those bar relationships through music, and then it, it blossomed into more of like For you know, sure. actually doing the serving. Do you, do you think that playing the music in the bars helped you at all as a bartender, like oh, managing people? A thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. Because I feel like the main job we had when we played music was to kind of like run the night, you know? Like yeah, run the set fun, the atmosphere. Run the fun, read the room, it shit's getting a little rough, you know, chill it down. Make sure the servers are getting tipped and all that. So like we, <laughs> and make sure we're getting tipped. tipped. <laughs> it's straight. the same skill set. I mean, and <laughs> honestly, making drinks is a lot easier than memorizing a bunch of songs. I'm not even, you know what I mean? No yeah. doubt. We get up there, we play songs we broke. I didn't fucking remember them. But <laughs> when I'm bartending, you know, no one makes anything of like, well, I'm gonna look up your shot on my phone. Mm. I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah. But when you're like, people are like. Oh, Freebird, you know, <laughs> it has there's pros and cons on each side, but that, yes, yes, I, I think it helps. I haven't played out like you have, but I have occasionally, and I will tell you this: you get drunk playing music, things so go south that. quick. You get drunk bartending, somehow you make more money and do less work. <laughs> oh. I don't know how that. I don't know how that actually works. You're but probably just giving away drinks. I am. <laughs> I just don't care anymore. I'm smiling. I'm running around. I'm. Shooting finger guns at people. God, it's such a difficult balance when you're playing music. You know, I mean, it's different for everybody. But yeah. Oof, we had our. I don't. Anyway, not not going to get into that. But like some of the nights afterward, we're just like, oh, buddy. No doubt. Well, before we go too far down the uh, the rabbit hole into some brownout blackout stories, okay. let's jump right into the top ten. This is the gauntlet. This room is getting smaller. I can't see where that ceiling is. Little trials and trails of treasures. Mike, do you want to kick it off? Oh, yeah, sure. So these are the, the, the 10 questions we ask every bartender. Obviously, okay. we may have left some out, but we, you know, we, we went over a list about 50, and this is what we thought was, you know, you know, would read pretty well with everybody. So. Okay. So first thing, pet peeves or misconceptions. So things that bug you about being in the, in the service industry or maybe misconceptions that people might have about it. Bug it? Okay. It, you know, shift changes. Big thing okay. for me. And it's not like it bugs me, like, oh, you're not going to give me the money you owe me. It's more like when I take over and I'm just like, all right, y'all, it's me now. She's leaving. Do you, Do you have your card over? <laughs> I don't know. That that would hurt my heart the most. But I don't really have, like, a bunch of pet peeves, you know? Well, no, this is a good one. So that's we, it. No, we got to hammer down on this because we okay. haven't heard this one yet, mm -hmm. right? Okay. So I, I've had this problem so many places, but it goes one of two ways, right? If I'm the morning person and I got a bunch of people drinking, their tabs are big, I want to get them closed out and I want to get my tips, right? Now, I think you need to be assertive as a bartender and go up to those people and say, hey, I am leaving. Yeah. Would you like to close out with me or transfer over? Nine times out of ten, they're going to be decent to you, especially if they're regular, and they're going to close out with you. Mm -hmm. The problem becomes when you have these bartenders that just want to keep milking those tabs and and try to squeeze them for another twenty and thirty minutes and go yeah. into the nighttime shift, yeah. right? And then and then they're you know it it, it fucks everything up. You mean You're, people staying past their shift? To, right, oh, right. And yeah. I I worked at a bunch of bars where that was a huge problem. You know, uh, Ocean Pride in Towson is very known for its regular crowd that comes in at like two or three o'clock and they'll drink till about five. So you work the morning shift. 
you should know at around 4.30 you need to start closing everybody. So I'd start going around with the tab in hand say, hey, do you want to close out with me? Yeah, I would do that. But people say, no. Yeah. And sometimes that happens. But I would be the one coming in. It's not like I'm losing money or anything. I always work the night shift for FYI. Right. Generally, that was my thing too. But let me ask you this. Let's say you come in to work your night shift and the morning people are stretching them out. So for the first 45 minutes of your shift, you're making drinks for people you're not going to see a dime on. You're getting food for people you're not going to see a dime on. They're not, that, um. that server earlier is not tipping you out. That that one has always been tough for me and it's it's a weird medium. Yeah. You have to look at your teammate and be like, hey, fuck you. That, I think and I, you also have to look at your regular and be like, hey, fuck you. That's where I've been lucky because all the people I worked with, we became so close right. to small bar, mm-hmm. man. Like, if you have a good team. I was lucky I had a really great team. I would yeah. just tell them to go fuck themselves and then I would have money. <laughs> so, so be, I don't know. We had a good relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for you, do you think the bigger issue is on the customer side then? Understanding like, hey, it's time for shift turnover. If we're like talking about it in a way, if you're going to a bar and you're a person who's concerned about like how your actions affect people, yeah, like someone new comes in, just know, like not everyone's going to say, hey, I'm leaving, you should tip out so I can get the money off of you after serving you for a couple hours mm-hmm. or whatever. I think, like, a lot of people won't do that. Maybe, like, it's a Midwest thing. We're a little passive-aggressive. <laughs> but, yeah, if you, like, if you know anything, if someone leaves and they're telling you bye, I don't know, throw them some money. You're, you're, you're definitely a lot more direct, though. Than I'm very direct. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a communicator. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, I like that. As a, bar, as a bar patron, I just don't want my time wasted. You know yeah, I mean? for sure. If I ever hear the words shift change, it's just like it's a trigger in my head. Give me my check. You know? That's how I think about it. What yeah, about, but think? that's maybe yeah. a lesser known thing I've noticed. Maybe. That's a good one. Yeah, no. I, well, I think it, it's just important because a lot of people that have never worked in the service industry just don't understand. As far as they're, they're there yeah, to get served, and that's as far as it goes. You and know? that's my money. I'm making two exactly. So I think it's know? I think it's good to you know servers, bartenders. You know, you just have to be you know you can be polite but still be direct. You know, I like that you give them the option. Like, would you like to transfer over? I would be more assertive and be like, Hey, you know, my ship's ending. Can we go ahead and get you guys closed out, and then I can get you set up on a new tab with this next bartender. You so know? so I also do a bit of a cost benefit analysis, and maybe you guys can tell me if you've ever done this. It's a big check total thing for me. So let's say I'm working that morning shift and I'm getting off at 5. You came in at 4.45. You have a $10 check with two quarters lights on it. I don't care if you close out. I'm not trying to squeeze you. I'm going to make maybe after tip out and split with my other bartender, maybe I'm going to make 50 cents or a dollar on that. To me, that's not worth it. But if I have an $80, you know, $100 check and I've been serving you beers for four hours, it's a very different kind of story. Now, I'm not going to pressure anybody, but I, I think that that's also about... A good bartender builds relationships with regulars. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. we'll, all we're really talking about here is these non-service industry listeners saying, hey, maybe I just need to be a little bit more conscious. If I come in between the hours of 4 and 6 o'clock, i got to expect that I'm going breakfast to dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's there's going to be a shift change there. To so. me, it, it always, like, the shift change always made me think, though, not so much of somebody else taking over your table, but just... You're trying to fucking leave after a long day, and the table is wanting to extend their time. Oh yeah, and you at that point, you're right. You don't want to, you know, give it to another server because you know you're there for the money. So the other huge problem with this is part of the owners of the bars. Have you ever noticed that so many bars will put their happy hour specials on each side of a shift change? And that is a yeah. ready-made disaster. I, you are yeah. just trying to fuck your your staff over at that point, you know, because then people are like, oh. 
I'm not going to close it. I got my happy hour prices. I'm planning to be here through this <laughs> nice time. Nice for the customer, man. I love those extended happy hours. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're all about that. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Well, this kind of leads right into the next question. Best tips and worst tips, right? So do you have any gr- like great tip stories or just didn't, absolute nightmares? Didn't somebody give you their watch? <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a, I have some. Go on. <laughs> it's going to be hard to choose. Okay. Um, probably my best tip ever. So, I mean, you have to understand this is like a small bar. It's like, you know, we have a lot of regulars who take, who took very good care of me. Or you're getting kids from the college who it's their 21st birthday and, you know, they've, they've never tipped anybody before in their <laughs> life. But the most memorable best one, um, I'm saying I've never got rich off of this bar, but it was a shark tooth necklace. It was a necklace with a shark tooth on it. Wow. And it wasn't it wasn't theirs. We found it. And I was, you know, I was being like, you know, uh, considerate. Just like, I, think, hey, I was like, well, you know, this is a shark tooth. You should have it. And uh, <laughs> you don't find them in Kansas very often. So. Don't, we don't have for those of you who are not local, we don't have large bodies of water or sharks. Um, they do have gators though don't no, let them tell you different no we don't only ones that have escaped this is, <laughs> this is just the worst story but I mean it's important to me and, no I think and, that's nice yeah and I was just like it was difficult to give it up T- and at the end of the night she gave it back oh, nice. tips don't always tips don't always have monetary value no I, have, I had a really good set of regulars one time and all I would talk it was a couple older couple all I would talk to them about was how much I love to cook and they love to cook mm-hmm. and one day they come in, they tell me that they're moving, like to, you know, they're moving down to Florida and they wanted me to have their kitchen knives because oh, nice. they didn't want to take them with them. And I still have, I know it seems oh, that's weird, beautiful. but for somebody who's 21 or 22, I have Walmart yeah. knives that can't cut yeah. shit, you know? It, oh, it meant a lot. You're reminding me of so many things my regulars have given me. Like in this house, I'll show you when you're, when yeah. you're, uh, when you're looking around, but, um, so yeah, shark tooth necklace is my highlight. But <laughs> I gotta hear the watch story though. Come on, that's pretty uh, good. The watch story um, is watch. <laughs> <laughs> it was the guys from El Caballo de Oro, right? I gave it back. Yeah. It give me, give very... me, give me a little more details here. So okay. you bartending so, this particular evening? I always bartended night, like Fridays, Saturdays, Thursday, Fridays, Saturdays until two a.m. when bars close in Kansas. So everyone who worked in kitchens would often like come into the bar mm-hmm. and it was like these group of guys who worked at the El Caballo de Oro Mexican restaurant great down spot, the street. Great spot. Fucking oh, shout out. <laughs> What's your favorite dish there? Great food. The guac is off the hizzy. It's so good. <laughs> these guys would come in and they'd always be super fucking polite. They would tell me I'm, you know, beautiful all night and Every single time, they would tip me insane amounts of money. I can't imagine. It must have been what they split with the service. I was like, you know, just two guys, <laughs> 80, 90 bucks for oh like God. two Coronas and some <laughs> chips. It's like, amazing. They amazing. were so wonderful. And then one night, they <laughs> used fucking watch. I was like, are we talking, thank you. Are we talking like a Timex or a Rolex here? Like, does this guy, is this thing diamond studded? Is he? I don't know. I'm a simple, small town Kansas girl. I don't know what kind of watch it was. But it was shiny. Was it heavy? It was heavy. Okay, that's a good sign. It was heavy. And 
had, did I tell you the story? Or were yeah, you there? I, oh, no, uh, you, you just told me, like, yeah, somebody and, gave you their watch, yeah. and I never forgot that, because that's such a But I thing. definitely, I gave it back to him, because I felt really awful. <laughs> Am I the only <laughs> one here having very, very hard Pulp Fiction vibes? Like, <laughs> I, I wish somebody could do a decent Christopher Walken impression, where he's like, I carried that watch for three years, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why my my brain immediately maybe it's just the word watch I don't know I probably got a that's a Pavlov well I mean a watch is like a sentimental thing mm. yeah and no I, doubt and this guy had this nice watch he's working as a cook somewhere I'm just like this wow. is, has to be something to you like see this <laughs> I is I value a shark tooth I, give me a fucking watch now let it. this be a lesson folks if you had any questions about where your next vacation should be it should be to Pittsburgh Kansas to come see Meg bartend and play music because oh, yeah, let sure. me tell you <clears throat> she's so damn good people will take off their jewelry and yeah. just give it to her they're expensive watches just to uh, yeah. say you know say Meg's name we'll give you a discount on the Airbnb <laughs> <laughs> that's right do I get one yeah, you, you can just stay for free I already told you that Meg refers <laughs> alright we're gonna take a little bit of twist here I want to hear the worst drink order that you ever got whether it was foul or whether you just like, you just, why, sir? Why are you drinking a triple Long Island right now? You know? Oh, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It's it's kind of, okay, I fucking, uh, Three Kings, you ever make a Three Kings? Is it similar uh, to Three Wiseman? Yeah, I think. Well, okay, I'll move to my other hated one yeah. that you'll recognize. Uh, no, no, tell fucking, us about Three Kings. It was just a bad night. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I hate having to look up anything. Okay, so for, like for background, we all like we all settled into our little roles. I was the like birthday hype shot girl. I just I don't know. I like bringing a mood up or whatever, and uh, that brought it down. But I think my least favorite liquid marijuanas. Okay, I've never heard of liquid that. marijuanas. I made one one time. And then from that day forward, everyone came to me for the liquid marijuana. And you regretted it. And I tell you, mm. it's bright green, it's very attractive to kids, and it has <laughs> 20,000 ingredients in it. It doesn't have that many. It's yeah. just like... There, there's a reason that alcohol labeling doesn't look like the cereal aisle. It's not supposed to be. It's not supposed to, to be bright and fucking green cheer. And like, I don't know. And they... So to make a liquid marijuana, like, I don't remember it. The exact liquors, but mm. it's basically a Long Island with a little, like, okay. it has the blue curacao in it and, like, fucking melon liquor, so it's bright green. So I gotta tell you something. It's all liquor, yes. I gotta tell you something. What? This is, there's a different name for the same shot that you're talking about right it's now. It's, but, hey, I wouldn't make the shot, I made the drink. Oh, I you made, made it. I made it into a drink. <laughs> one time. Yikes. To be funny, and then. See, that is a huge what's, regret. What's your what's the well, shot? Well, I was just gonna say in Ocean City, Maryland, for the last year or so, there's been this shot floating around amongst a bunch of bars, and I've noticed as we've gone down there and hung out with some friends, it's called the Flaming Blue Jesus shot. And what it is is exactly what you're describing. It's a long oh, island. It's all it's the like parts. Malibu, all the rum. So it's all the parts of the long island. Right. So it's all your clear liquors, right? Yeah. It's blue carousel. Um, and then What's special about this one is they put a little bit of 151 rum in it so they can light it on fire. <laughs> uh, so that's, it sounds very similar. Let me just that say, made it better. I would <laughs> never, never want to put that in my body. I've never it's done a so bad for you. And so anyway, these kids would order it and I can't, and then so I, I, I tried to figure out how to water it fucking down. Like I was like putting all this pineapple juice in it, but it had, 
I don't know. And so they would just get drunk and pukey yeah. mm-hmm. every time. This is, I think, and it so, took forever to make. Sid's uh, Sid's most hated drink was a Long Island. So it's kind of funny that we're carrying that through. It's basically she a Long just Island, like, but like green. The, the people who order that are fucking trash. <laughs> Here's the deal. We always had Long Island specials. So mm-hmm. I can make that shit. Yeah. Fat, but I don't know. I so this is the it. other kicker. That, and I'm glad you just said that. Like. As a bartender, uh, it, it's definitely about what bar I'm working at, right? Like, if I'm at a high-volume bar and you come in and you ask for some very elaborate cocktail and I'm busy and I probably don't oh, have God. six parts, I'm going to be upset with you. If I'm working at a craft cocktail bar, it, I, I, I'm not bothered by any means to make that for well, you. But sorry. every now and then, and I think you're probably describing this in this story, you'll make a drink for somebody. It'll be a specialty drink. You'll go all of this trouble, and then all of a sudden, you made the classic mistake a bunch yeah. of bartenders do. You made a crazy drink too good, and now everybody wants yes. it. And now you got to make all that shit over and over <laughs> and over and over again, and you if fucked I, yourself. If I, if I see that... Shade of green again. I'm gonna vomit. <laughs> what if it's just like a? What if it's like a psycho thing? You start to hear the sirens from the birds come in, and you just like you lose it. And you just break a bottle, and you start you start shooting all the I 21 mean, year olds. At, like I could see it. I see green. <laughs> I could see it. It could happen. So I I think we could expand this um, question too to not only worst drink orders, but maybe worst drinks that a bartender has served to you. Because just since we're home, I'll, I'll tell this. When I came back from Kansas after living in Baltimore for three years, um, I went to the 505, which is a Ooh. it's a college bar, you know, mainly beer, not a lot of cocktails. And I made the mistake of ordering a dirty gin martini. Whoa, and I, 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 I know. This, this is my fault. I, I admit that. And I, she didn't know how to make it, so I explained to her exactly what it was. She gets, she gets a pint glass, fills it with ice, puts a shot of gin in there and then fills the rest with olive juice and i'm just like i'll i'll take a beer please so that, that was my had that much olive juice <laughs> <Yeah>. on <laughs> and i was like i'll just I'll that's take. actually the biggest surprise in the story what the fuck like, dude i'll just take a beer so that was my fault so anyway so that's good i think we should add that that's I like that. ridiculous story i love that i've had some bad ones over the years there's uh i i mean i i was just telling you on our road trip out here from baltimore back to pittsburgh how i had a bar back um who once uh, was serving somebody uh, because we were just so swamped. He runs over to me and he's like, "Steve, I can't find Chardonnay on the beer list." And this kid was about, <laughs> this kid's about to just like pour this person one of the German beers we have, and I'm just oh, like, no. um, "Look, look, please, just Why? go throw yourself oh. in front of traffic." Chardonnay. Um, you almost got a snort on that one. No, no. <laughs> uh, almost, almost, <laughs> folks. The the snortboard. Uh, uh, Boards are actually coming out. We're going to make that an actual item. It's a board that you can count along with us. <laughs> we're going to send out packets of BRP shining little stars, like when you were back in second and third grade. Oh, good. And you can count Mike's snorts he's, as we go. Every five snorts gets you 10% off at the merch store. Every 10 snorts gets you a free drink package. And every 100 snorts, I don't know. We haven't gotten to that yet. <laughs> we're gonna make some... this, I, this What's your merchandise? We make... don't have anything right at this Let's thing. Let's make some right don't now. Don't tell people wait, wait, wait. that. <laughs> we're going to make some Dude, we'll right shake, now. We'll shake that out. We'll shake so that out. We actually this have a... can's empty. This is merchandise. There it is. This is a real can for the actual recording. <laughs> Autograph it. Really. Stab yeah. it with the knife. Make... There you go. All right, Meg is actually going to stab this Gosling's ginger beer can with her Jinsu knife. I could write my name in that. You know what? If you do that, I'll be a little impressed. I will say this. We do have some great merch ideas. They're well, like floating what? out in the what ether. What are your ideas? So, Team Ranch, Team Blue Cheese. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know? 
I, I really want to do bars of soap that say always wash your hands on them. I think Aww, that would be a really nice one. Um, so we have good. a few we have a few other ones we toy around with, but we're, get, we're getting to we'll, we'll, it. I'm looking we'll, forward we'll, to receiving that in the mail. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll get a package for sure. Okay. And well, speaking of these terrible drinks, this is a good transition to our fourth question, which yeah. is ultimate mistakes, fuck-ups, whether it's yours or your coworkers. Oh. So just tell us about time. You know, Mike and I have told these horror stories about dropping trays. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it can be anything. Any uh, crazy fuck-ups or... God, yeah. I've actually never made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually believed her until you started laughing. Probably. Interesting. This is this is a good one to think about. Um, oh, can I... This is... Okay, so it's not... Specifically, like bartending related, but in a bar. Like I said, most most of the time I've spent in bars has been playing music. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we were playing. It was a Wednesday night. We were just playing, and it, we were like an all female bluegrass group. So we'd play stuff like a little dancey stuff, yeah. and like people would like bring in their girlfriends or whatever. It was a nice little, you know, it wasn't like crazy or whatever. Um, I was trying. I was trying out my um, audience engagement. <laughs> <laughs> Testing out some new methods? Yeah, like, typically I would just, like, go around with a tip jar and just be like, I don't have milk for my cereal. Like, like, you would give me money. I was like... That's a great line. I was, like, 20, so it was cute at that time. But I was, like, trying to, like, I don't know. I watched some stand-up comedians who would, like, pick people out and just, like, comment or whatever. And this girl was with a guy earlier in the night, and they were having a nice time. Like, we were playing, like little slow dancing songs they slow dance for one so i assumed they were together mm-hmm. cool right and i this is why you don't drink too much mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and like the night's getting on and she's like by herself for a while and i just i don't know my drunk brain's like oh he's at the bar getting her drinks or whatever like i just didn't notice like he oh, had left at some point and i was like calling her out um, sorry Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's my mom. Should I answer? Oh, you should answer. Tell her you're on the pod. <laughs> Hello? I made it home okay. Did you? <laughs> yeah? Folks, I'm doing fine. Here. We're having a, I'm doing fine. Did you? McCoy's mother. This did you really save sad. the world yet? Well, I'm getting closer, yes. <laughs> so, hey, do you want to say hi to the podcast I'm on right now? I have got... Uh, <laughs> Alrighty, I'll see you. No, I think you'd be really good at it, but I respect that. I'll see you at nine fifteen. Okay, bye bye. Bye, love you. She never says I love you back. Okay. <laughs> Everyone at home, don't feel bad for me. I gotta say that was wonderful. There, I love how many firsts we're having tonight. It's a good sign. It really is. No, it's a good sign. It's the first pod in Kansas. Mm-hmm. It's the first uh, pod, I maybe I, I'm just going to take an assumption, the first pod ever done at the McCooch Mansion. Is that right? Uh, yes. We've done some live streams before. Okay. Never a podcast. Okay, so that's really exciting. Podcast. First time a phone has gone off first on the pod. First live guest. First live guest. Hooch. Thank you, sir. I'm honored. <laughs> you know, first mom. First mom on the pod, which is really exciting. Groundbreaking. I mean, this is some, this is some good stuff Groundbreaking. Here. I'll come put that on silent. But anyway, <laughs> I continue with my story. So, like, <clears throat> he's gone for a while, and so I Right, and now like, this girl's by herself. I was like, I've been watching comedians on television who, like, kind of, like, rib on people. Mm. Like, it's playful. You build a relationship or whatever. But I had, I'd had a lot of whiskey at that point. <laughs> and so I was just, just like, hey, lady. You don't need no man. 
Where's he at? You know, what? Come, you know, the girls are all here. You're fine. Let's hang out. And she's like, I think she starts to kind of cry. He left. Okay, so we found out from the bartender. You taunted later, a woman who was he, just broken up with. Let's just call left. it what it is. He left. He walked out on her. He was gone. She was there being upset about all of this that had transpired. <laughs> I'm up on the stage. <laughs> Fucking like, hey, Meg. There's a, <laughs> Meg, there's a fair and a decent chance that that after they finished slow dancing, he sat her down at the table and he finally admitted to her that he's been having sex with her. Sister. You think I never and then got he said, the story? And then he said, "This is over. She's pregnant. We're running away together. You, you, Our baby's no. actually her baby." And he just took off in his pickup. Can never we back up? And like, I can see like everyone can empathize. Like why I would be on like I was a jokey, right? Yeah, they were like they were fucking pounding around, and they were like romantic. He that, was setting her up. He was setting well, her you up. Got never... In a public place, I remember serving a table, and the guy was like, "Hey, I'm here to break up with my girlfriend." So yeah, <gasps> oh. he was like, "Can you set us by a bunch of people?" When he sat down, b- b- like when he was when we were seating them, he was explaining. Did he that... get there before her? No, no, no. But like he just let her kind of get in there, you know, and then like t- talk to the server. What do you mean get in there? They walked in the door together. Yeah, but like you don't. And then he just kind of he kind of <laughs> he kind of herded her like cattle toward the seating <laughs> area, and then was explain. like, "Sir, hold on." <laughs> At least he fucking warned you i i thought everything was fine it was in the heat no she was upset she got up she left did she and i i stay i still think about that sometimes when i'm trying to go to bed oh my god if you're out there i'm sorry oh my god it was a wednesday night it uh it was called bobby g's you're listening to dead i am sorry yes if 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 you are that person i beg you to call in because i'd like to talk to you do we have a call-in line yes Yes, it's it's my cell. It's it's my cell. It's in it's in the show notes. Okay, I would like to talk to you before Springer reaches out because if I have to be sitting watching Maury in late late afternoon TV one day and I hear a sob story about how I heard that my boyfriend was having sex with my sister as I was listening to Dead Eye at Mama G's. And that's what ruined my life. <laughs> like, if I have to hear that, it make me really like sad. Too, Why don't you bring those glasses over here? Oh! I think it's everyone time. Everyone needs one. All of a sudden, all the glasses flock to the whiskey. How does that happen? <laughs> I think it's a perfect time to grab a few more horse feathers, and we're going to take a quick little break, y'all. All right. We are back. Let's hop right back into it. It is question number five, health code violations. One of my all-time favorites. As we always say with health code violations, Michael. Protect the innocent. And the guilty. Okay. All right. So no no names unless you want to make up fake names. It's highly encouraged. One of the things that I will remind you about this category is I really need descriptive qualities of the individuals involved. So you might not give their names, but if you could kind of paint a picture of who this person is. You know what they look like. Um, that will be helpful for me in the audience. A as person well. who violates health codes? No, not a specific person, but have you ever seen any health code violations um, participated in any? You know, or heard of them in your service industry experience? I'll say we're a small bar. <laughs> I mean, take your fucking pick. I, I, uh, okay, um, it's hard to choose one. Right, and I see maybe maybe the best prom- best way to prompt this is um, it doesn't necessarily be personal. You can talk about it a little bit more as like a macro idea. Mm. 
health code violations that really skeeve you out or just stuff you've been witness to? This was the grosses. Okay. So we do this thing. I'm sorry to tell you this, Michael. (laughs) You should have heard the one I told, so you're fine. Okay. (laughs) We've already shared, like, names of bars or whatever, but this is is a different bar (laughs) that I worked at, a different one. And we had these buckets that we would put, you'd order five beers, and it was a bucket of beers or whatever. Mm. I'd take, you know... Take all the caps off, put ice in it. You got your bucket of beers. Well, it was a really busy night. It was a metal show playing, and uh, it, the, what that means is that, uh, you know, there's a lot of beer going around. We ran out of buckets. I went to the table. I grabbed a bucket and threw the uh, bottles in the trash, and then I look up at the bar, and this kid is looking really green. <laughs> And he's like, I think maybe I served him too many liquid marijuana. <laughs> he was young. He was not. He was looking. Sick. He was looking the color of a liquid marijuana. If I've learned anything, it's to act fast in these situations. So I put the bucket right <laughs> oh, under him. God. He yacked into that thing. Good. It was nasty. And people kept ordering buckets of beers. <laughs> Um, oh lord no, that's, I, that's metal that's fucking metal bro and I hate I, that you said that and I didn't I love saying that shit I'm sorry it's just I fucking didn't, metal didn't you gotta be quicker fuck to do there wasn't time I rinsed that I rinsed it out and I put beers in it <laughs> I'm sure the stomach acid killed anything dangerous, you know. Yeah. I, I will say this. like spe- Speaking of like the recycling method, I don't know if um, restaurant patrons know how much bars and restaurants um, recycle things. You know, I think it was maybe a pod or two back that Michael and I were talking about a diner we used to work at um, where their policy was that any crackers – Ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise packets, sugar packets, anything that was still on the table that was in its wrapper Mm -hmm. was salvageable. Mm -hmm. And we had this special little like trough that we would bring to the edge of the table. And once we'd clear it, we'd wipe all of these like these sealed items into this trough and we'd take it in the back and we'd go in a big bin at the end of your shift. You had to sort all of those items and then clean them off with a rag and spray. From the trough. From the trough. And then they went went back onto the table. I always, for for years, what I wanted to do was draw like a little star on a cracker packet and see, see how, how long, long made it yeah, see how, or like my yeah. number and be like, track this dollar. Oh, God. <laughs> that yeah, kind of thing. Customers would love that. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. That's a pretty good <laughs> it's one. It's a gross one, I mean. You know, you're, you're actually, you're, you're also the first one to take ownership, which I think says something about you. You're, you're, you're a person hey, that's, she, she had, had to do lot. what she had to do with those things. That's right. I, I had to do, I'm not going to throw any people under the bus. Right. Unless I'm the one going down. It's not like there, were, there weren't any beers in the bus. Do you remember the band who was playing, by chance? Oh, it was probably sacrifice or something i don't know i think we can all agree it's probably their fault a little bit they deserve at least some of the blame uh, with a name like that i assume don't. that they want some of the blame okay so this my part my you know my villainy is not even a fraction of the villainous shit that happens at metal shows so maybe a question yeah. we'll touch on that no 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 doubt no doubt um all right this is a good transition. I mean, you just told us about a guy who threw up at the bar and you caught his throw up. Yeah. Tell us about some other ratchet and crazy customers. Oh, God. It was the same guy. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I swear to you, it was the same guy. And it was also probably a metal show. Throw um, up boy. 
Uh, his throw-up boy. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me see if I understand what you're saying. This is a different night, but same guy. This is a different night. Yikes. <laughs> I awesome. cannot, honestly, I cannot remember if this happened before or after. Probably, probably after. So, okay, metal shows, like, we're used to broken glass or whatever. Fuck it. Like, people get, you know, they break glass. <clears throat> this one in particular, he, he yacked. It was... You remember this. You're laughing because you remember this. It was so we have a band room. People, you got to remember first time we have an audience. That was a that was a that was a hooch conversation. This, right this, is, a, this is a knowing hooch laugh. And so <laughs> the band room's pretty small. You can fit a lot of people in there, but man, so the men's room is right right in the middle of the action. And he bless his heart, he goes in the men's room. He yaks everywhere, all the toilet, the floor. But he comes out, he apparently runs out and panics and keeps vomiting all the way out into the band room. And our soundboard is right next to the bathroom. His vomit went under the soundboard, all up, and everyone is in, like, there's, I don't know, like 30, 40 people in this room. Like, and then I just watched this exodus of, exodus of people go out the front door. It wasn't good. This guy's quite a showman. <sighs> I love how he's in the bathroom. He's like, something's not right. I'm already throwing up here. I better, I better run and just cast my throw up askew across the bar. I don't he was know why. To, he was trying to say help, but he just vomit kept coming out. It instead. was, if I had to like square footage, it was just like, you know, like 10 feet. Everywhere, under everything, and he he left. He ran. I was going around asking. First smart thing the guy's done all night. Puking down the street. I go around. (laughs) I go up to people. I was like, "Give me a description." (laughs) She's on the hunt. Give me a description. Well, he was green, like a liquid (gasps) marijuana color. (laughs) Yeah. So I get his description, and uh, yeah, he comes in later, and you know, I demand an apology because it took me like 20, 30 minutes of cleaning up puke Mm, while people clear. There's a show going on. I'm glad you got to this point because this is one of the great things about this pod. As you're telling the story and you get to the part with the soundboard, my immediate thought is. Is there anything harder to clean in real time than a live no. fucking soundboard no. with are, knobs and, and fucking out, digits and swirly things and, and levers and all kinds of little just gadgets on Boys. it and there's throw up all over it. Boys, I'll tell you, it was awkward. I was out there with the mob just like staring people down like, come on back now, there's gonna be music. <laughs> I would rather suck home out of my computer oh. keyboard after oh. after not getting any but for oh. a long time and going on a long cornhole. I'd rather do that. I don't want to clean somebody else's throw up out of a fucking soundboard. That just sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Are are you one of the people that when you like see people vomiting, you start gagging? No, 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 no. Because I'm a veteran. I know. You throw up sometimes. (laughs) I I understand this. I, you know. I I would say I'm a veteran too. doesn't matter. I immediately immediately start going. Nope, 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 nope. I, you know, I just, yeah, I dealt with it, but it was, it was hard getting the vibe going again well, after that. I feel like this next one is going to involve a metal show, but maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. All or my just, are going to be metal shows. Or, or just her feeling uh, of what she wanted to do what to, she this did guy. to this guy. <laughs> so the next the next question is about fights, arrests, or fires. Do you have yeah. Any, any good any good stories in that, in so that vein? So the funny story was, I mean, honestly, it was a small bar. I'd be bartending on my own many times, which I was I took a lot of issues with. I'd say all the time I was just like. 
cake and like you're not, you know, scheduling a guy with me. Can we or pay something. eight dollars to a, a bouncer a to bouncer. just hang out? And so Hooch, who is in the audience, mm-hmm. would hang out with me while I bartended because it was Thursday, Friday, Saturdays to close. And, you know, people would come in all coked up or whatever, you know, just like causing issues. So I actually bounced many people on my own if Hooch wasn't there. <laughs> And uh, probably the worst one. We have one person who was blacklisted from the bar. Is it this? Hold on. So the guy that we were just talking about is not blacklisted. <laughs> That's not him. Bar? He apologized. Right? If you can imagine, so the the dude who's who's premiered in two other of my stories, he was not the dude who was the only guy who was banned from that bar. Wow. But for some reason, when I bartend, he would show up every time. <laughs> But um, successfully bounced him every single time. I never got hurt. You know what I mean? Why was he banned? Um, for, um, why do you think? Fighting? I'm pretty sure he would pick fights. Mm. He'd make women uncomfortable. Oh, I know the type. Yes. yes. Yeah. Is he a hoverer? You know these people that just kind of, they can't let it go? They have one conversation with somebody and then it's just he's uh, hovering and a stalking and then there's some anger after that and the next thing you know they're getting that kind of well, thing. Well, I'm going to describe a person. I'm I'm going to say alcoholic, which is just, you know, there's certain types sure, you know, sure. who get like dead eyes. Yeah, ornery, yeah. And they turn into like some like an alien being that is just made it's, there to make you feel uncomfortable. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger from Terminator One. Challenge you to fights. Yeah. So anyway, I think I'm supposed to be telling a specific story. No, no, we just any fight in general. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like honestly, uh, oh, someone got stabbed outside one time. While I was is this bartending. with is this with Justin involved? Is it that story? Uh, we Justin, need to slow down. Justin was the first one. We're going. <laughs> over. So there's multiple stab stories. <laughs> we're, we're going. Over. Little, we're going a little too fast here. We're going a little too fast here, people. All right. I'll tell the Justin one though. Justin, yeah, Justin witnessed a stabbing. Okay, so Justin I'm, I'm is a good good friend of ours. He also he does uh, the Airbnb. Right. He also li- he also lives here. The people don't know about the Airbnb yet. Yeah, so we, we talked about it on one of the podcasts. Oh, maybe I we did. I can't quite remember. It's not important. All right, I'll tell him again now. All right. Now we can get you. Mike, I am plugging that fucking Airbnb. Listen, all right. All right. We need to have a little tangent, as we tend to do on the Bartender Rant podcast. Mike is trying to plug his side hustle right now. <laughs> and look, I support him. I'm staying in his cabin. I can't say I'm going to give him a great review this week. I mean, my pipes <laughs> froze <laughs> over. I didn't have any cold. Uh, any, yeah, but any it was hot. your fault. <laughs> that, <laughs> is, <laughs> that is not what we're talking about right now. Um, uh, there's no hot water today. Also, maybe my fault. Again, I, I, at least I do the dishes, okay? okay um, no. Mike wants to plug a side hustle. Him and his buddy Justin have built this beautiful cabin. It really is beautiful. It is. It's very accommodating. It has everything you can imagine. I mean, it's Netflix. Mm-hmm. You know, fucking a Prime Video, Hulu, and, Heat. An owl ate something right outside the other Yeah, night. it was beautiful. Yeah. Wow. I got to see nature. I got to see nature, people. And and beautiful. I got to say, some of the most beautiful sunrises I've got to witness in my life. So, you should check out The Hill on Airbnb. I'm check happy to plug it. But my God, this man is just trying to sn- make this the, the bartender rants about The Hill podcast. <laughs> I'm just trying to provide some context. That's who Justin is. <laughs> Justin drove back with us. He's right. in Baltimore so with Justin is a minute. good friend of ours. Uh, he lives here uh, right across the border in Missouri. But he, yeah. he works with Mike and, and 
and some of uh, some of our other colleagues like Hooch at, like at Hooch C- in the audience at, at, at CIC Powerbox. Another another shameless <laughs> yeah, plug, plug for this family. Yeah. My God, I'm not even getting a paycheck from this family, and I'm telling you, I'm doing it's just free marketing left and right. No, um, but. So Justin, great guy. Uh, he built a lot of the cabin. He's business partners with Mike on the Hill. So I just want to give you guys some context who we're talking about here. But, so, so this is one of the stabbing stories. One of them. But we'll talk about the Justin one. So Justin is he, uh, he's a good old country boy. He's seen some shit. He can handle it. He comes in, and I, I don't remember stories super great. Probably. Meg, I wish I would have just said I, that. I, I, would, I, I, wish I, was, I was actually standing outside talking to Justin when this... Oh, perfect. Yeah. All right. Oh, all right, Hooch. All right, Hooch. Right, right, just come in on in. Come on in. It's happening. Take over, okay. Hooch. So, talk, talk right here toward the microphone. So, so this bar we're talking about, TJ Leland's, it's actually down the alley from another bar that's a little more skeezy. Um, it, it's called The Break, and if you want to find some methamphetamine, you'll find it. <laughs> oh, you yeah. will find it there. Um, so Justin and I are hanging out outside, and all of a sudden this guy, there, there's a bunch of screaming down the alley, mm-hmm. and uh, a bunch of commotion, you know, and then this 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 large fellow comes walking towards us and uh, holding his it, neck. Holding his neck. Holding his neck. Not and a good sign. Not nope. a good sign. No, it's not. Not a good sign. And uh, turns out he had just been stabbed in the neck. Yeah. Um, yep. And if he wasn't a large fellow, it would have been bad. It would have been real bad. He, yeah. He I mean, how large are we talking here? Because Justin's he was, a pretty big boy. He, he was, you know. 300 pounds. Oh. Three. 350. 350. Probably 350. I got to say, you know, the one, uh, the one benefit of being... And I'm not saying this. I'm saying this is a medical term. Morbidly obese like that, your blood pumps a little slower. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It's harder to get up to the neck. So, had, yeah. so he bled out at a maybe a slower rate. You he, know, a slower pace. He had some natural padding, and if he had not, it would have been bad. I'm and, not a chemist. I don't know. And I, like bartending at TJ Leland's, I'm used to hearing this shit all the time. Like I mean, people at OD down the alleyway all the time. But this is the first. So, this was the first step. So, yeah. Hooch, what happens next? Does the guy keel over right in front? So of him? no, he doesn't. He was. He was fine. He was just this redneck, you know, like big dude that kind of took it. Wait, he was a redneck? He was kind of in a good mood. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. He he was a redneck or his neck was red from the amount of blood? No, he's bleeding profusely from his neck. (laughs) But he was like kind of joking. He's like in a good mood. He was very upset at the other fellow. Did he go to the hospital? Did he go into T.J. Leland's and have a beer? I doubt it, no. I don't think so. No, he didn't come in. This is is Kansas, mind you. Well, well, thank you. I mean, listen, I I, appre- I appreciate you, Chuck. Yeah. I Wait, appreciate no, but the story progresses pretty. It gets a little yeah. Hairy so, for so it. yeah. So the um, the guy with the knife starts to come down the alley. Yeah. Um, but the guy with the knife is still on premises. He's still, no, he's here. Yeah. Listen, he's here. Hooch, Hooch. Look, podcast one hundred and one. When I ask you for more details, you tell me that the guy with this knife yeah. is still there. Yeah, he's still hanging out. So uh, our our buddy Justin, he's a uh, firearms en- enthusiast and. Uh, uh, always, always has it with him, and this is, uh, I think he said it's the one time that, because he keeps a satchel with him, and this was the only time that he has put his clip in and felt it necessary. Now, he, he we kept it, he kept there. it in his bag, but he did this in his bag. We were close. And, yeah. uh, it got, it almost got real. So let's try to give the people a little bit bigger picture here. So the, the guy holding his neck comes up. 
The guy with the knife is then following him toward you alleyway, guys. Yeah, yeah and, they're, okay. and they're still screaming now, at each other. Now, what yeah. happens? Eventually, he just drops it and walks away. Eventually, they just kind of go their separate ways, and it just kind of fizzles out. That was weird because, like, the guy and who was stabbed was not that upset. Guys, he's probably he's like, not that "You upset. think this is bad? You should have seen what my sister wife did to me." Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> guys, guys, I'm gonna be honest with you. This is gonna be a hot take. It's gonna ruffle some feathers out there. Okay, it's gonna ruffle some horse feathers. But I'm telling oh. you that I'm telling you this. This is why I prefer knives over guns. Mm-hmm. Still walk away. You can be a little mad. You yeah. know what I mean? This is why I prefer them to have a knife and me to have a knife. <laughs> <laughs> so I worked in kind of a kind of a rough spot in Pittsburgh. But it's it's a nice place, you know. It's a nice we still place, encourage though. you to Wait, come on down. Thank you. Nothing, but if there's violence inside the bar, go, I always take care of it and no one nice. ever hit me. So <laughs> and, I was, and just take it down to the break. You know? Take it down we, to the break. Oh. We send it down the alleyway. We actually had a lot of like Head on down the alley. <laughs> it was really that was our tactic. If a belligerent, awful person came in, we're like, hey, do you know there's pool down the alleyway? I gotta be honest with you, this is gonna be a great t-shirt one day. It's just a dark alley with the silhouette of a man with a knife, and it just says, take it down the break. Take it down the break! And he, yeah, the break would be for that. There it is. (laughs) Alright, well listen, let's let's flip gears. Alright, instead of fighting, let's talk about a little fucking. Any great sex stories from the bar? Sex stories. Okay, so it didn't involve me, but I think it was great for them. <laughs> so it was actually, there was this guy who would come in and he would play like covers or whatever. We had a lot of dudes like that. And, you know, it was, it was fun. Sure. I like that kind of stuff. I'm all about the music. But this guy, like, he... He liked ladies and stuff, which is makes sense. But one time, <laughs> I would always like I get on Facebook, Instagram, and say, "Hey, he's here, blah blah blah," and you know, and uh, this this one girl really liked him or whatever. And he took a break for a while, and I put the music on. I was just waiting. He went to the bathroom, and um, she disappeared too. And it had been like. You know, you get like 20, 30 minutes before I start getting like, guys, you know, people are wanting to hear a little bit more. Cannot find him. Cannot find her. And our men's room does not have a lock on it. <laughs> it also doesn't have a the toilet. There's no stall. There's, okay. <laughs> so it's just a toilet sitting next to a urinal. And I can attest to this. I took a really awkward shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's supposed to be awkward. It's supposed to be like you can't lock this room. You can't take like a twenty minute shit or whatever. Someone like strategic awkwardness. I meant yeah. Someone like you know goes into the men's room to go piss. This kid is getting a blowy nice. on the toilet. Oh, a blowy. Yes. Yeah. Wow. He's, he's standing right next to the door, and she's. She's going to town. What, what a wonderful lady. Our first blumpkin. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't know if he was shitting or not, but... <laughs> if, it was, if it was good, he was. I was just like... <laughs> oh, God. Lord in heaven, man. She took her time. I was like, it's been a minute. Get back on the fucking stage. <laughs> so that, that happened. That's okay, great. When he, when he comes back to play, let me know. I'm, I'm <laughs> I will. I think he's in, he's in prison right now. <laughs> Yeah, Blumpkins are illegal in Kansas. Yeah. So. He, honestly, he is in prison. Anything but, anything but missionaries illegal in Kansas. <laughs> um, okay, so um, <laughs> that was great. So, so th- this next category is probably me and Steve's favorites. No uh, doubt. One of our favorites. Um, it's uh, uh, bar hazing pranks or games. Ooh. So I, I can imagine you could cook up some pretty devious stuff for uh, some of your new employees. But uh, So we honestly didn't have 
much turnover, but I definitely fucked with people. Is mm-hmm. that what you're asking? Yeah, just for? any kind of like any hazing or pranks or like we we've had people who made up games to play with the other you know workers you know to you know help pass the time during the shift. Games and stuff to pass the shift. Um, I stayed pretty busy. I didn't really fuck with people too much. You know what I mean? Um, I'll give you. I'll give you a good uh, example. Maybe yeah. it'll spark some yeah. some ideas for Throw you. Something at me. One of the ones that we used to love to do is we would take our server pads. We would draw, you know, just a normal penis, just ball, ball, and shaft, right? Okay. You'd rip off that piece of paper and you'd hide it somewhere in the restaurant that a customer could find it mm. under a toilet seat. <laughs> you know, underneath a placemat. Uh-huh. Um, in a stack of menus so that mm. when the hostess pulled, like, the hundredth menu down... I know one. Okay. There's a copy, right? <laughs> okay, Things like that. that's really clever. I'm not that clever. That's really funny. But I got into, like, my head. I was going to get really good at flair. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> flair bartending? Yes. I love it. And so I took a bottle and I wrapped it in duct tape to practice. I, I bartended with the same guy all the time. Like, we were kind of a package deal. Someone showed up dresses both of us for Halloween. Oh, <laughs> what, was, half and half? It was, fuck, no, no, it was a husband and wife. Oh, I thought you said one awesome. person dressed yeah, up as both of us. So the wife awesome. dressed up as me and the husband dressed up as him. That's great. It was fucking, that's hilarious. Oh, God, yeah, that was, that was a proud moment. <laughs> but, like, we, so I got into it, I was like, Alex, we're gonna learn how to flare. And so, but I wouldn't warn him <laughs> when I was about to practice. I actually, I got pretty good at some stuff. I'll get a coaster and I'll show you. In this scenario, uh, are you Tom Cruise or are ah. you? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume you have you have that kind of uh, you know that sly grin from cocktails. So yeah. I'm gonna give that to you. If, I, I would lie if I wouldn't say cocktail wasn't like an inspiration for this thing. So I had this. I would grab my like the bottle and then I'd just be like, you know, flare. <laughs> <laughs> would you actually say flare? <laughs> like parkour. Would. Absolutely. Like parkour. We got we got pretty good. He would catch it like sometimes. <laughs> Flare, and he'd be at the end of the bar not paying attention, and then you know, like hit him in the side of the face. I don't sometimes. (laughs) It was really funny though because I don't know. That's amazing. Sometimes you catch it. Like these are the things that we do to keep ourselves sane, people. Oh my god, it gets so boring sometimes. But yeah, you know. I want you to know. I want you to know two things for everybody who's not a service industry employee out there. If you're at a bar and you see somebody acting foolish, doing one of these pranks or games, just know that they were probably either A, just stiffed on a tip, or they haven't had a table in four fucking hours and they're losing their mind. Number two, don't get offended, okay? If they do something weird in front of you, Except the fact that they thought that they could get away with that with you. We're that so you comfortable were, with you. Yeah, that you were yeah. somehow cool enough. You know, put some money on it. Like, I, he's definitely going to get hit in the face with that. You there know? it is. We there had, it is. yeah, people would get, you know, people get really into it. It's like, are they going to pull it? They're not going to pull it off. Wow. I mean, but if they do, then. I, I haven't told this story in years, and it's a little it's a little sad. I'll lead with the sad part, and then we'll get a little happier. Mm. The best bar back I ever worked with in my entire life is a guy named Alex Boucher. Now, unfortunately, Alex passed away a few years ago way too young way too young he was an absolutely beautiful soul so happy bright human being unfortunately somebody who didn't love himself as much as he should unfortunately Mm -hmm. but he was a joy to work with one of the best employees i ever spent time with one of his hands down favorite things to do is he would come up with jackass scenarios while we were bartending now he's our bar back so we got two people bartending He's kind of filling in the gaps. He would come up with these scenarios like, oh, hey, Steve, 
I, I just got six regulars to all put down $10 that said that we can have this money if you slap me across the face with one of the rubber bar mats as hard as you can. And I'm like, what? That's easy. Oh, she's so that's it was, easy. It was shit like this all the time. We worked at a Wonderful. seafood restaurant. He once, uh, he once ate one of the fish right out of the tank oh live. Oh, my God. Ah! The man was real life, he was real life Steve-O. He really was. Like, oh. real life, like, jackass Johnny Knoxville shit. Well, Beautiful. one one night we're hanging out. It's slow. Um, I got a full bar, but the bar is all other employees of our bar. So we're in a pretty, you know, it's pretty low-key. A couple regulars are there. And we had, you know, it's dead heat of the summer. We're working at a crab house. And so, unfortunately, if you ever worked at a crab house in the summer, you know you're going to have fly problems. It just happens. That's how it is. Flies love the crabs. When it's hot, there are the flies. So one of the staples at our bar was an electric fly swatter. And this oh thing God. was industrial strength. It looked like a giant tennis racket that would like zzz, like buzz up, and you could just swat it through the air, and it would d- d- like just incinerate yeah, flies the second it would touch it. So Alex raised about a hundred and fifty dollars, okay, on uh, on his own time, and comes over to me and says, "Steve, I just got all this money. They're gonna pay it to us if you slap me in the face with this fly electric fly swatter with the thing on." So. We have somebody videotaping. I go to slap in the face. First time, it hits him, but it doesn't quite, it kind of like malfunctions. It doesn't quite zap him. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know I don't know how comfortable I feel. I don't know if I can do this again. <laughs> He's like, hit me again. Okay. And I go and I smack him again. And this time, the second it hits the side of his cheek, there's a pop. It can only be described as an explosion of light. He falls to the ground and he gets up with a a uh, a black ring burnt into the side of his cheek and he's laughing maniacally like an idiot as he picks up the cash off the top of the bar. He was, that's, I mean, he was a bowling ball, man. Man. Cash a, money. Yeah, there you go. You pour a drink, you get slapped in the face with electricity. I'll tell you what. That, that <laughs> Al- Alex on his own got us more regulars than anything that... Uh, I uh, bet he did. <laughs> uh, anything that we did at that restaurant. It didn't matter if the drinks were good or the food was good. People were coming back to hang out with the three of us on our Saturday night shift. Because, That's the thing. Because he was so entertaining. God, wow. Rest in peace, Guy Hollywood. Miss you, buddy. Mm. All right, this brings us to our final question of the gauntlet. Kay. Firing and quitting stories. Any... Any great stories you went out with your middle finger up, we call it... You know, oh, getting 86. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, that's that's the classic yeah. getting 86. Okay. So, like, me personally or someone else? Just any any good firing or quitting stories you might have. Okay. So, I, I never walked out on anything. I'm, I'm one of those people, if you do me wrong, if you're also paying me money... I will I'm get gonna, your I'm, description and I will hunt you down. I, I play my cards very... Metal! <laughs> I play my cards very close to my chest because, you know, we're all just trying to make it. I get it. But when I first started bartending, they hired a bunch of us on all at the same time. And so it was kind of like one of those, like, e-Hollywood, like, game show whatevers, like... A bunch of like very different people came on. You're, Big like, Brother's House around. or whatever. It's yeah, you're right. looking around. It's like who of us is gonna like stick around? Like this is interesting. And this there's this like really cute blonde girl. She seems very normal. She's got a few kids. She says she's managed a bar before. And we're like, okay, cool. We got a little mama here. I like that. I like mamas. 
She was strange. So she would come in. She would come in. She wouldn't comb her hair. She'd be all like jacked up on something. And you're <laughs> she, feeling... she'd come from the break just before, right? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. She'd come like staggering down the alleyway to coming into work. And I was like, I did not expect this. <laughs> and she put me into so many interesting situations. Did she ever like, have a knife on her? <laughs> not that I saw. Like I would be I would be like closing out or whatever. She would come in and then she would just come in. She's like, Oh, can I stroke you for a while? Oh I've had a hard day. Oh and I was my. like, whoa! <laughs> but she just really likes like hug me and stroke my shoulders. And I was like, well, it cost me nothing. <laughs> and um, she finally, she she was fired because she would, I don't know, like we managed shit on our own. We close out on our own. So one night she was just like, these people got into a big riot brawl in front of the bar and I had to close it out and, like, call the cops or whatever. Completely fabricated story. Super, super, super strange. Mm. That was the weirdest firing I'd ever been involved mm. in. <laughs> so did you ever hear um, anything through the grapevine about specifics? Or they were just like, we just can't put up I was completely crazy. fabricated. She, she just, just felt kept like making leaving. stuff up? She just felt like leaving. But, like, I just was so confused. Like, why would you fabricate a bar brawl? <laughs> but it's so easy to check the cameras. and like... <laughs> That was the strangest position. Maybe she was the only in. one who could see it. But I, I will say, like, <laughs> that's the worst firing situation I've been in at that bar, and that's probably a good thing. That's yeah. good. That's not she, bad. Does she still come back in? No, I've mm, not, not seen her since. She's, she's hanging out at the break. Not seen her since. <laughs> not seen her since. Well, this is great. I Look, wish, I wish her all the luck in the world. <laughs> those, were all, those were all great stories, and it's it's awesome. After all these drinks and all these great stories, we get to do the How's My Driving category. Mm. What's that? This is our final question. We like to clean it up at the end. You know, Mike and I know, I know this is going to come as a shock to you, Meg, we are not perfect, okay? <laughs> we are uh, just two souls striving to get better every single day, not mm-hmm. at only just being human beings, but at being podcasters. So okay. we'd love to hear your recommendations. Were there questions we didn't answer? Uh, were there mm. questions we didn't ask? Was there anything <coughs> um, maybe in your life right now? Food, drink, restaurants. Any recommendations you have for us on this pod? I'd love to hear them. So recommendations. Uh, <clears throat> this is actually, I really have enjoyed all of these questions so far. But something I really feel like we haven't touched on is just kind of like the joy of this whole experience. Like we went with the extremes and stuff. But yeah. you know what? Like why do we do that's like, so funny. It's so funny that you're so asked funny. That. You should say that, Meg, because we're gonna get to that in just a second. Oh, oh well. <laughs> but I like where your head's at. Okay. Um, besides, I'll I'll just take a recommendation and run with it then. Okay, so you know, like why? Okay, why do we go out? You know, I have to say, like, if I was gonna recommend something to anybody, is if you have something local going on, that you can't find anywhere else go out and see what it's about i'm just saying like with drinking it's really easy to fall into the i'm gonna go i'm gonna get drinks i'm gonna dance to music it's a really homogenous experience sometimes at clubs or whatever mm-hmm. find the small little hole in the wall spot in your town and see if there's something that you never know who you're gonna meet if you find something you really enjoy bars are one of the it they're the third space. Yeah. You have your home, you have your work, but in like the society, where are you going to go to connect yeah. with people? And, you know, that's why I've worked in bars for so long. I, lo- I love what you're saying there because mm-hmm. I think too many people, especially young younger people, you know, 21s to maybe even 30, 35, 
they're going like quantity over quality a lot. They're like, I want to go to the biggest bar with the biggest shit going on and the most people and the longest line. And they think in their head, like, that's going to be the idyllic fun. And it can be, right? Yes, for sure. I would do that. You take take a bachelor party trip. You're you're at a Vegas poolside bar. It's great when there's 2,000 people. But you don't connect in the same way than when you're sitting at some dive and there's two other people there and you're all just sharing a laugh or some shit talking. Yeah. I always always feel so high and mighty whenever I'm out in Pittsburgh and I'm like, you know, a friend drags me to another bar because TJ's always had, you know, live music and like, I just felt bad for all the kids. I'm like, you have no idea what you're missing right down the street. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. It it is a mixed bag too though because you don't want everybody to know about it because then it gets too fucking crowded. (laughs) You're like, get the fuck out of my bar. I don't know. If you like to go out if you like to talk to people, you know, you'd be amazed. Just go someplace that you wouldn't normally. Give it a chance. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. The night holds a lot of possibilities. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Well, Megan, has been an absolute blast. The cocktail has yeah. been fantastic. Thank Delicious. you. I've enjoyed. I, I speak for Mike when I say the more Jamison, the better. Mm-hmm. So, wonderful decision by you. Yeah, I'll get it. Just have, a, you know, two more questions to wrap us up here. First, why do you still do this? A.K.A. the why do you hate yourself question. Okay, <laughs> it's really interesting. Like, we joke about that, but we know, like, it's you're weird. right. Yeah, I find so much joy in the service industry, but it's something that you know. I think it's a it's a tough profession, so it's it's uh yeah. Um, I've had a lot of people question me, like, why do you work a full time job and then right. bartend at night? Also, it's just like some of us are made to uh, show up for things happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, some of us are there to facilitate, like, you know. Let's make something interesting. Yeah, well, Let's and, make a story. And like, even though TJ, I've talked TJ's up so much, but you were the one who got the open mic started, right? Open mic night, like that. Okay, that's a good. That's a good opportunity. It's just like how there's so many talented people out there, so many interesting stories. We don't get to hear them because you know you go to work, you take care of your shit. Yeah, I've always felt compelled to go out and just hear what people have to say so you know it sucks you can clean up vomit and then serve it to someone in a bucket later that's the risk you run but it's a story yeah, I, love it. I love it and you know how are you gonna meet how are you gonna meet somebody you know that's how i met somebody michael you came to one of my shows before i ever met you mm-hmm. i signed the little cd yeah you brought i got the to cd me. yeah when i be so michael really? yeah so cool. michael's like one of my best friends now but if you you know what was it, like a few years ago, three or four years ago, um, he was like, look at the CD you signed. <laughs> you know what I mean? You guys are good. What can I say? I like your music. I don't know. Put yourself out there. Have a nice time. Yeah, I love That's it. I, I love it. I, look, I got to a point where I, I haven't needed to bartend in years, and I still do it just because it brings me so much fulfillment yeah. like i have fun doing it but that's it's not just about the fun like i can i have i'm blessed i feel like with a lot of great friends in my life like this room that i'm sitting in right now i have two great new friends i have a friend that i just drove across the country with i have these great friends in my life i know i can find joy in other areas but there's something about bartending where you can make a stranger's day right like you can bring them a laugh or you can listen to one of their stories or their problem or you can just serve them a drink and let them feel normal for a minute it is a different sort of engaging with people where they let down their walls it's it's an unbelievable feeling sometimes that's it yeah no walls just people being people together i like that hell yeah hell yeah well listen if you opened a bar it's our last question what would you call it or what would the theme be Mm. um 
know. This is the best spot question. I really question. do. I always felt like I should have a bar. It would probably be called... Uh, I have no idea, guys. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I was going to talk to you about this first. Before Why? Let's I talk it out right now. Let's let's workshop yeah. this. So I asked my brother this question. And he goes, I would never open a fucking bar. <laughs> no, no one Seriously? He goes, well, he, th- he did the, he liked the our house theme. Yeah. Was it Sid who said she never wanted to fucking do it? Uh, no, it was what? Anthony. 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 Yes. yes. Why, why Shout out he... to Anthony Castino, who knows where his priorities lie. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say, like, in my mind, like, it, you know, I, I follow my passion. I get very successful. If I have a bunch of money in my pocket, you know, to invest in something, I know I would definitely invest in a bar. For yeah. sure. And I'm, I'm assuming it would be something that would cater to some live music. Probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Meg McCoy's massive emporium of majestic music. Yeah. And, and childhood, <laughs> I don't know. Childhood wonderment and joy. I do yeah. think... No I do, vomiting Yeah, no vomit bucket. <laughs> I do think that there's some serious potential there. Seriously. Thank with the, you. With the Meg, with the Meg McCoy's uh, musical emporium. Yeah. Uh, and, and saloon or something like that, yeah. where it's kind of like... Well, it could a, be a little hoot nanny. <laughs> you know what I was thinking? I was thinking like early 1900s vaudevillian, like big Ooh. tent... Sideshow type of so t- you type kinda of style. S- you see me a little bit. Here. <laughs> big big red that. drapes and yeah. just like I don't know. This is what I'm thinking in my head, and it's got us almost this Barnum and Bailey quality it, to it. Yeah, it's all the Windsor boys. Yeah. And very little clothing. Well, that's that's I that's the free choice. Meg's just, just saying flare and flinging bombs. Flare. That's another great idea. Flare bar. At any moment, you can just be hit with a bottle. Like, none of our servers are trained, but it's going to be coming. Step lively. Yeah, what's the restaurant where they'll throw bread rolls right in your oh, face? Oh, Lambert's. We were Lambert's. telling Steve about that. Lambert's. Yeah, it's a Midwest It'd be like Lambert's, but with, like, glass bottles. <laughs> you order a beer, just chuck it across you the like, fucking you would, restaurant. You would go there for someone to be mean to you, but also you just you for, for all you it. For all you say to masochistic listeners out there into bondage and getting hit in the face with bottles, we will let you know when the grand opening is and again my number is on the show <laughs> Meg this has been kick ass yeah. thank you so, so much, much. thank, thank you, you for the cocktails thanks Hooch hell yeah Hooch alright y'all <laughs> we'll see you later everybody say goodbye to Kansas take okay, care also this is I'm going to be staying in Kansas and Steve's going to be in Baltimore so this will be the last one for a while where we're actually together we're going to have to do this virtually we're doing them remote people so uh, bear with us on the sound quality click your ruby slippers and uh, <laughs> get ready for the next uh, the next session we got some good ones coming up again we're going to get Dirty Tom we're going to hunt him down and catch him in a net if we have to but we're going to get Dirty Tom on this pod sooner or later take care y'all Hey everyone, thanks for listening along. We really hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, we release new episodes every Monday. A big shout out to Meg and our friends over at Deadeye, whose song This Room you heard throughout the show. Make sure to check the link in the description so you can go check them out. If you want to be one of our regulars, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BRP Drink Along. You can listen along on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, YouTube, and Spotify at the Bartender Rant Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. If you want to be one of our VIP listeners, please subscribe to the Bartender Rant podcast on Patreon. VIPs will always have a seat at the bar. You'll get access to our bonus content, have a chance to vote on new episode content, and receive a 10% discount on all of our merch. And if you want to be a big tipper, aka one of our Bozells, 
Feel free to make a donation on PayPal under the bartenderrantpodcast at gmail.com. Steve and I do this because we love the service industry and we want to bring you great content, but this is not our day job. With your help, we can keep the stories coming and interview local bartenders from coast to coast. And as always, don't just listen along, drink along.